Let's start, start the shit. <laughs> God damn. No, it's just my goal with you because okay. you're going to go on like 50 different tangents. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, try to keep course. you on. I'm going to try to keep me on topic. Keep you on topic. All right, ladies and gents, welcome back to Articulate with Steve and Joseph. Today we got uh, one chick, Isaiah. I don't know your last name. I'm hey, sorry. Hey, Steve does not know how to say my last name. All right, what is your... Hi, guys. My name is Chickazea Onienta. Okay. And I thought you were going to do your full titles and everything. Oh, no, I'm not pretentious or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a regular Joe. <laughs> All right, so I met Chikazaya at a rock Strip climbing club. gym. Yeah, <laughs> at a rock climbing gym, and uh, we got to just hit it off because he's a, a fun, fun fellow. But what I found out is that he's also a business owner, which is going to make you confused as much as it made me confused. Wow! After we started talking for a little, sounds bit. a little racist. It's Steve. not racist at all, unless you make it racist. Then it's okay. racist. So hi guys, I'm gonna interrupt Steve. So I um am an OnlyFans content manager. Uh, now I'm messing with you guys. I actually own a pest control company. Okay. All right. So that's where we're starting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so where did you uh, where'd you grow up? So I grew up in Montclair, New Jersey. Um, it's North Jersey, Essex County. Okay. The proper part of New Jersey, I like to say. The proper part of New Jersey. Yeah, because don't get it confused with South Jersey. It should be split into two different states. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. I've had some uh, some arguments on here about that before. We yeah. won't get into it. Because we shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so you own your own. So how did you get into the idea of, like, pest control? Did oh. you, like, is it? Like, did anybody in your family do it at all? Or? No. So the whole thing is this. Growing up in Montclair, New Jersey, um, I kind of have to kind of give you the background on everything. So I'm first-generation American. Um, so my mom came to the country when she was 12, and my dad came here when he was about 8, 9. Okay. And yeah. they just stayed in Jersey? Um, Yeah. Uh, my mom, she well, she lived in, like, Scotland for a year when she was, like, 12, then moved to New Jersey as, like, an au pair kind of. Yeah, it was a weird situation. This was back in the day where a lot of shady stuff used to happen, you know? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, they just stayed in New Jersey, you know? All right. Yeah, so, and then they had you. <laughs> well, they had my sister first, then they had me. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, all right, so, and then I'm just trying to, I, you know, your parents' story is, uh, is, is, is oh, very gonna, interesting. We're going to talk about what we're the trying to talk about. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so, you know, I, I was, I, at the time, I was working as an EMT. Um, so, like, in what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just jump to when I was, like, 21 years old. So well, Okay. Because, yeah, you didn't, like, even probably even think about starting your own yeah. control business in high school, I imagine. Because well, in, in high school, I was more or less of an entrepreneur. I used to, like, buy and sell iPhones. Um, I got into the motorcycle flipping game. Um I bought an old motorcycle. Really? Yeah. So I bought an old motorcycle from my neighbor. It yeah. was in the garage, sitting there for years. So I would pay 200 bucks for it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was a 1976 Suzuki TC175, you know, okay. a little enduro dirt bike. Um, and this was a time where I was, like, about a sophomore in high school. I was taking, like, auto shop class with Mr. B., and I already knew how to, like, clean out carburetors. I kind of knew how to, like, change out spark plugs and everything. So I, I just bought the bike. I just was tinkering with tools in my garage, you know, pulled out the carburetor, cleaned out the jets, cleaned out everything from the carbs, you know, fixed the floats. Um, and I got it started, and it was cool. And then I sold Was that, like, your first, like— Yeah, that was, like— Like, the first time you're like, oh, I could— Yeah, that was the first time, like, I flipped the motorcycle hood. Before, I was just, like, buying and selling iPhones. Mm -hmm. I would—I lived in a rich town, so every kid would get a new iPhone when a new one dropped, when their phones were cracked you know, or broken. That's crazy. When I was a kid, when mm -hmm. I wanted to make money, like, I literally did, like, those— uh, 
like games online to win Amazon gift cards. That was my. Those actually worked. I always <laughs> thought those were scams. I'm not they were, I know, bro. There were so many ads on my computer, but that was like my yeah my backup hustle. Basically, you you were like legit selling yeah, and buying iPhones. Because I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I was doing other things that I don't know if I should say on a podcast. Yeah, sure. You know, I mean, I, we all did degenerate. Shit. Yeah, I mean, I used to. So I lived on like borderline Montclair, Glen Ridge. Glen Ridge was even richer. Like I'm talking about, there's only two black kids that live in the whole town. <laughs> it's, it's, it's their. It's that rich. <laughs> it's that rich. <laughs> no, but it's, it's a small town. They have like I would say the second best education in all of New Jersey. You yeah. know, yeah. and Glen Ridge is a public. Glen Ridge High School is a public school. You and know, how'd you end up like this? Oh, <laughs> we'll dive into that on a different episode, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but I used to, you know, I had friends. I was in the skater scene, so I used to buy weed, you know. Sure. And what I'll do is I'll buy a dime and I'll sell it to them for twenty bucks. I'll pay ten bucks and sell it to them for twenty. Was that before iPhones? Um, that was before iPhones. Then okay. I had enough money. I made like maybe two hundred, three hundred dollars from that. Okay. Then I used to buy people's old iPhones for like fifty to one hundred bucks. Gotcha. Fix it up, then sell it on eBay or sell it on Craigslist. Yeah. And then um, I I accumulated like over like twenty five hundred bucks, and then that's when I got into the motorcycle scene where I was just buying and selling motorcycles. Um, and the best part about it was. I learned how to get titles for older bikes. So back in the day, um, if a vehicle is older than 15 years old, mm-hmm. in the state of Vermont, you can register without a title. You would just need a bill of sale, and it doesn't even have to be notarized. You'll be able to send it in to the Vermont DMV, not even being a Vermont resident, and they will, ti- they will register your vehicle and give you a transferable registration, and then you're able to take that transferable registration to your DMV and get a title. Damn, so you so, were scamming back in the it day. Wasn't, it's not even scamming. I it's know. just, like, <laughs> reading <laughs> stuff. Like, I, I, I had access to the internet. I just would look things up and yeah, yeah, do yeah, my yeah. own due diligence. I mean, Damn. when you when you're broke and you see everybody rich as shit, like, I'm telling you, I was... <laughs> The poorest in my town. Yeah. And it makes you hungry, and it makes you want to just figure out how to have money. My right. parents could not give me nothing. My parents didn't even buy me clothes each and every yeah. year. Is that school. what you, like, attribute your, like, kind of entrepreneurial spirit to? Um, A little bit? Well, yeah, I think. I mean, honestly, yeah, I guess. Hmm. You know, just being the have-nots and wanting to be a person that has something, you yeah, know? Yeah, for sure. So I just would work for my stuff. And, and this is kind of, like, funny because... Everything I own nowadays, I don't own it for myself. I own it to kind of make money, which is kind of sad, you know? <laughs> like, it's actually terrible because, like, I can't even think of, like, the last thing I bought for myself that I didn't use as some sort of investment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, t- motorcycles. get to that in a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but, like, it went from the motorcycles to me saying, okay, this is a hustle, I need to figure out how to make money. This is the time where it was junior year and I dropped out. So I decided to volunteer at the Glenridge Ambulance um, Squad. And when I was volunteering there, they allow you to go to a community college and get your EMT certification. And once I got certified and I was 17, 18, then I was like, okay, I'm going to get a job as an EMT because they were getting paid like 16, 17 an hour. All right. And this yeah. is back Which in is the better day. than any other. Oh, like, yeah, back yeah, in the day, because I, w- I worked at ShopRite for a week and got fired, and I saw my paycheck, and it was like $75 for like 30 hours of work. Yeah. And I was like, fuck that. Yeah, I'm not doing that. that. I'm like, yo, I could have easily flipped the iPhone and made quadruple that. Damn. See, that's what I should have. <laughs> See, I started serving because I knew that like servers made more yeah. money than like any minimum wage shit. But that's, that's crazy thinking about it. And then when I was working as an EMT, um, I already was 
doing other things like i was trying to start up a concrete business because i was like doing just odd jobs for people you know oh. power washing decks restaining decks um resurfacing driveways just and doing... this is while you were still at EMT. yeah this is when i was at emt i was like hustling back in the day yeah i was because when i was like in the process of going to union county college and i was like 17 i was not in school, but working as a landscaper, you know? Yeah. So I was just, like, learning how to just hustle. I was working as an AVI tech, too, sure. installing Cat 5, Cat 6, fiber optic cables and mansions and whatnot. I was doing it all. Like, yeah. I was just, you know, delivering freaking mattresses. I was doing everything. So yeah. I just wanted money. <laughs> like, yeah, I was sure. poor. Like, it was terrible being poor. Yeah, sure. And no, because, like, I mean, like, I want to, I, like, I get, like, people are, broke but it was bad so my parents they just never believed in asking anybody for help you know mm -hmm. which is one of the things that i will never ever do in my life you get what i'm saying mm -hmm. um and it was to a point where you know we were really really struggling we should have definitely been on food stamps we should have definitely you know at least asked for help because you know one the heat in our house didn't work we bought an old house our house was built in like 1906 you know so the oil heater stopped working mm. and we had to use space heaters you know yeah. but not only that what happens when you have um cast iron that um meets with like stainless steel some oxidization happens right. and over time that pipe will become clogged so that's what happened and our upstairs bathroom and tub didn't work and our kitchen sink didn't work so we had to wash our asses and cook in one little half bathroom that we had in the whole house so i was growing up like filthy poor like so I, that's where I, you're like yeah. you're like mechanical like yeah, engineering it was just type like, background yo, i was washing my ass in a sink I was going through depression. I had terrible alopecia. I couldn't go to school because motherfuckers would make fun of me. I had to walk to school about two and a half miles. Like It was just terrible. And then as I'm walking my broke ass to school, I would see these kids driving their parents' freaking Audis and Maseratis to school. Mm, yeah. You know, and these are the same fuckers that will make fun of me. And I'm just like, yeah. I can't, I can't, <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. I had to, I had to make money. And, you know, I tried selling weed and I was actually doing the numbers in my head. And I was like, hmm. I really can't make more than like I can't you can't make more than just double with weed like yeah. <laughs> ideally you get what I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. like the margins are very low right, like, like right. why even put a lot of risk into selling drugs when the margins are a lot higher for more legitimate shit that's that nice education like doing the math in bro, your brain for selling weed that's not, crazy I, bro I'm, I'm not even gonna lie I didn't utilize my high, like any education from school yeah. all the stuff I learned was online really? you know yeah. yeah because I would just go on Google I would just figure stuff out yeah. Google how to do this and it'll give you an answer you know Damn. and it's crazy because you know people have smartphones but they do a lot of dumb things on them and yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah, yeah. That's where I kind of go back and forth with a lot of people that talk about, hey, they have a hard, they're struggling. I'm like, well, look, if you you have a phone, if you have access to the internet, a lot can be done. Yeah, you use it as a tool as opposed to like a source of entertainment. Yes, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah, so you were doing the EMT stuff for a while and all the side hustles, and at some point you decided that yeah. you wanted to like do your own thing. Yeah. What, was there a moment when you decided that? Were you tired um, of like uh, a boss or something? So, it wasn't that I was tired of a boss. You know, I loved working as an EMT because it was like the most laid back, chill, chillest job possible. Um, being an EMT was like the biggest get out of jail free card. I mean, the fact that I always keep a, a, a uniform in my car and I'll get pulled over speeding. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm running to work. Do we have a call? I let get let go. It was the biggest finesse. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> right. uh, it was just awesome yeah, being yeah, an EMT. Yeah. But the thing was, you know, I was just like really putting two and two together. I was just like, look, you know, 
as I'm getting older, I'm 21, I'm like, yo, things cost money. Like, 18 an, an hour isn't going to cut it. Like, that was, like, I was so happy when I said 18 whole dollars an hour. Yeah. But I'm like, yo, honestly, me hustling on the side, I'm making a lot more money than me working. So I was working as an EMT, and I was also in the process of getting my real estate license, too. I'm telling you, I've done oh, a yeah. lot of stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> so I was- You were um, just trying for anything. Yeah, I was just- Because, you know, my big thing was I became good friends with a kid named Rocco Ferrigno, coolest Italian person you will ever meet from Brooklyn, moved to Montclair. His dad, well, his stepdad owned an electrical business. Um, I won't say the name because I don't want nobody to get in trouble here. But, but yeah, so he owned an electrical business, and I would see how rich he was. I was like, yo, you get to drive your mom's Maserati. Your parents gave you their old G37. Bro, how, what do they do? Yeah, <laughs> like, put me on. Yeah, put me on. So, you know, I would see his stepdad, and I would just, like, kind of talk to him. I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? I'm chicken say, yada, yada, yada. He'll just blow me off, not even... And I'll just talk to him. I'll just ask him questions. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up? Dang, I want to know how you did all this. How did you start your own business and everything? He'll just give me slight little answers. Oh, you know, I made a lot of money in real estate, yada, yada, yada. If I were you, I will try and get my real estate license. Once he said that, I said, okay. Went to the Montclair School of Real Estate. It was right there on, um, on Walnut Street, right across the street from Egan's. Took the classes. Rocco signed up with me. Dumbest thing possible. Never do anything with your friends because they will mess you up. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but I'm going to put all the blame on him. You get what I'm saying? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. So as I was doing that, I was still an EMT, and I passed my final. I got sponsored by a broker. I just never signed up for my state exam, you know? I was paying $100 a month for a desk fee. Um, out for It wasn't k and It was for... Was it Riker? No, no, no. It was Century 21 out in Ironbound, Newark. I was paying $150 a month for the desk fees, and I was like, okay, now I'm eligible to take my New Jersey state exam to be a licensed real estate agent, but I just got sidetracked, you know? Yeah. Um, And, you know, three, four months passed. I stopped paying the desk fees, and I just gave up on that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, so sunken. Yes. But then after that, you know, one of my partners, he saw, he was like, yo, Chick, you be doing everything. Like, yo, why don't you actually start up your own legitimate business? Get an LLC, do this, do that. And I was just like, hmm, yeah, but why? He was just like, oh, get into pest control. And I was like, pest control? He was just like, hey, look, him and his buddy, they tried to do pest control, and they made a lot of money. I said, really? He was just like, yeah, but their thing was they weren't really licensed. They were just doing side jobs and everything, but there's money in it. Right. So I said, okay. I talked to my friend's stepdad, and he told me, yeah, he has a buddy who owns a pest control company. He knows two people, um, Ron Pate, who owns KRB Pest Control out in West Orange, and some other guy who passed away about 10 years ago, um, Patterson. He, he, he had all the connects from the health department, so when a restaurant would get shut down, they'll slide a car. All this fancy stuff, yeah. they just get plugged in, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, I ran with it. And, you know, within a month, I got an LLC. I was trying to figure out what will be a good name. I was just like, hey, look, a lot of people don't want pesticides in the house, so I knew Eco had to be in the name. But I was like, God dang, someone got Eco Shield. Yeah. Dang, someone already got Eco Guard. Mm -hmm. All the good Eco names yeah, are yeah, done. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> like so i just was on there was like this little thing that like gave you synonyms you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. so i was just like okay eco and then i said like a, um um eco mix or something right yeah and it gave me a name eco fusion and i was like 
right, that, that, yeah, that's hard. That's yeah. hard. All right, we yeah, could yeah. we could mess with it, and then yeah. and then yeah, I got so the name. That was the start of it. We yeah. were like the first, like like I I know that you like got some like snippets of info from you know this uh older italian man here and there but did you just do like more research on the yeah inter- i did all research because like, you know my my whole thing is no one gave me answers they just said something to me yeah. and honestly it's something that's always said each and every day but people take with a grain of salt mm. but my thing was hey this guy is fucking rich <laughs> <laughs> so what the fuck he's saying yeah. i want to trust you get what yeah, i'm saying yeah. like like anything he yeah, says like, like, if, he, if he told me i gotta start you know pause but you, you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah. like you you that's what you gotta do right. you know what i'm saying yeah so you know i ran with it and it, it, he didn't give me the answers he didn't tell me how to get my pesticide license he didn't tell me about the steps he didn't tell me about how you either work for a company and get like 120 hours of on-the-job training or you have to pay like four or five hundred dollars to take courses he didn't tell me any of that right. all that stuff you figure out from google from reading and i'm not gonna lie i read at a fourth grade level i'm not i'm, <laughs> I'm not even gonna hold you guys i don't read like the worst i'm a lot better at reading now but back then i really did not read yeah. i'm dyslexic i have terrible adhd so it's hard for me to focus on words everything becomes a blur you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so sometimes i have to tilt the book so i i could just concentrate you know yeah so my whole thing was I knew I'd suck at reading. I knew I don't absorb information from text. Yeah. So I would just copy this shit on the website, yeah. throw it into Google Translate, and have Google read it to me. You oh, see what I'm saying? Shit, really? So it was like, okay, turn the web page into an audiobook. You mm. get what I'm saying? I knew I didn't like reading. I knew I couldn't. I'm not the best at reading. I don't comprehend from reading. You yeah. get what I'm saying? So you found so, a way. So right. I will find a ways. I'll go on YouTube. I would just do whatever needs to be done. Yeah, you see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Ask the right questions. Call up the New Jersey State. Ask them a billion questions. Okay, yo, so um, what should I do about this? What should I do about that? They oh, give you really? all the answers. Yeah, of course. Bro, honestly, all the answers are out there. You just got to actually put in the effort to finding it. Yeah, yeah. Saying? And so, like, you know, finding that information and everything, that took a lot just to get the whole thing started. <laughs> I'm but not then once the, you started, how'd that go? I'm not going to lie. It did not take that much time. Compared to, like, I was a, I, when, I, when I'm telling you growing up in my parents' house with no heat, no water, like, that drives you to want to actually get shit done. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, now I would say I'm a little spoiled compared to how I was raised. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Like, to a point where I'm... doing this business for, like, five years Yeah, now. about six years now. Yeah. Um, But I would say I'm terribly spoiled to the fact that, you know, I'm comfortable now. Right. Back in the day, I was uncomfortable. Yeah. And being uncomfortable gives you a lot of drive. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You're ready to go like this, that, and the third. You get what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, w- I remember when I was 17, I seen all my friends driving. I couldn't get my driver's license because my mom lost my social security card. Mm-hmm. My mom didn't have my birth certificate. My mom's too busy working and everything. So I had to do everything on my own. Sure. I had to call up the city of Patterson to get a copy of my birth certificate. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Then I had to wait outside the social security office outside of Passaic for like five, six hours to get a social security card. And then I was able to go to the DMV and get my permit. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I had, I was So like, once you were like already in yeah. like the business, you were just like rolling with it. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just, I just figured everything out. And I said, I, 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 I like, once I got the LLC, once I got my business license, I was like, Yes, I have a business, but my phones didn't ring, you know? Yeah. No one told me about marketing. No one told me about sales. <laughs> no one told me about branding. No one told me about nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. I went on Wix.com, made the ugliest, dustiest 
nastiest website possible. <laughs> I even I think I have a screenshot of it on my computer. It's like garbage. It looked like I was running a daycare. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a photo of my first truck. If yeah, sorry. Right. Oh, you don't care? I could pull it up later. But oh, before. okay. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like, like I said, I think, I mean, a lot of the, what I hear the most is like with people starting their own businesses that like the first five years, it's like most likely, like especially small businesses are like, like extremely likely to go under. I forget what the percentage is. Isn't it like 90% of businesses yeah, well, will go bankrupt within the first night, uh, yeah, first like three yeah. years or some shit like that? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because, I mean, there was a point where I just wanted to give up. Um, My big thing was, you know, as a business owner, you're going to wear all the hats, you know. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to be good at sales. You're going to be... You're going to have to be good at doing the job. Right. You're going to have to be the best at recruiting. Yeah. You're going to have to be the best at payroll. Right. You're going to be have to be the best at keep doing your books, you know. You, so you have. So when you started, was it just yourself? Oh yeah, just myself. So like you were the only employee of the yeah. company. Uh, for how long? For like uh, about a year. Oh really? So you were just yeah. going in? And doing I was hustling. I didn't even know what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> I was going into these people's houses, like watching a YouTube video. They said they got mice. I set up glue boards for, that I got from Home Depot and whatnot. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah. Charging them the cost of my material plus like fifty bucks, not making any money. I was like happy as hell. It's my own shit, but I, I just didn't know nothing about the business right. and I, I, a lot of it was just trial and error which i will say if you're trying to start up your own business don't learn off of your own mistakes pay for a consultant really? I, i'm a big advocate for get for that you know um did you end up doing that um yeah i started joining groups um pest control related I never fully paid for a consultant. I would just kind of finesse what I could get yeah. for free. Yeah, yeah, you get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Because I'm just Nigerian, so I got to be cheap. <laughs> <laughs> but ideally, you know, I would just learn from other people. I am learned from my competitors. I got cool with them. Mm-hmm. Um, If you have time, can I tell you a story about how I got really cool with one yeah. competitor? So, for I mean, sure. this is literally like three, four months in when I started, I... I called up some Craigslist guys, which I don't know why Craigslist was the first thing that came to my mind. Oh, this is why you bring Craigslist yeah. all the time. <laughs> so I, I, I saw guys that were posting on Craigslist, um, uh, you know, a, a Craigslist ad saying they do pest control. So I called them up asking for quotes, asking them to process, asking them how they do it, yada, yada, yada. Started talking to them. They were giving me all the answers. I'm writing it down like, wow, thank you, wow. Oh, you use first strike? Okay. Oh, oh, wow, you do this too? <laughs> so they gave me all the answers, and guess what? My phone died. Oh. So I don't think much of it. I go downstairs, do my thing, and then next thing you know, I turn my phone on it. My Google My Business got like four bad reviews. Oh, man. These guys talking shit on my voicemail. I was like, because they found out well you know when someone's phone imagine i'm calling you right Mm -hmm. i'm talking to you saying i'm interested in buying something from you then my phone dies you're gonna call me right back when your voicemail is like hey thanks for calling ecofusion my name is chicken zaya i'm sorry i couldn't come to the phone right now i'm probably doing like a bunch of different jobs but feel free to leave me a voicemail yeah. or if you want leave us a review on google yeah <laughs> oh, <word? laughs> yeah that's like instant karma yeah so they left me a bunch of bad reviews and i called them up just saying hey, look, <laughs> you know my fault i literally just started up my pest control company i don't know what i'm doing yada 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 yeah i just and clean we became the best as a friend i still oh really yeah i'm still cool with them to this day oh hell yeah yeah they, they're cool people. well that's good i didn't even think about that like yeah. learning from your competitors yeah but, because ideally but like, that you're not even there like your 
you're not really their competitor yet at that point even. You know oh, what I mean? Because you were just starting. Yeah, yeah, I was just starting. But, you know, it, they, they helped me make sure that I was pricing yeah. my services accordingly nice. at the time. They were telling me how to stay clear of certain customers. Okay. Because, I mean, you know, when it comes down to, you know, a service business, people should be networking with each other, passing leads off to each other. Because, one, it builds a community. Two, it allows you guys to create a standard for the pricing. You get mm, what I'm saying? Yeah. Definitely. So nobody's out here getting lowballed left yeah. and right by right. somebody who doesn't know what the heck they're doing, just messing up the industry, you know? Yeah. So it's good to build that rapport. It's better to have friends than enemies, to be completely honest, you know? For sure. Enemies are just like the big Fortune 500 companies like Terminex and Viking, yeah. you know? Yeah. But the small guys, we got to stick together because that's how we grow bigger, you know? Right, right. So. so is that when you started, like, feeling more secure in what you were doing? Oh, I still didn't. I literally didn't know what I was doing for, I would say, for the past four years. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like... I knew how to do the service after about a year. Yeah. You know, I was just in the field, and after a year, I hired my first technician. Mm. Um, but ideally, I just didn't know how to properly run a pest control company. Right. With a pest control business, it's not about killing bugs. It's about selling recurring services, you know? Right, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's not, like, ideally, we are going to fix your problem, but you people want their problems resolved, mm-hmm. and they also want to make sure that the problem doesn't come back. Mm. Don't just resolve the problem. And then they get mad at you two months later that the problem's back. Yeah. Resolve the problem and let them know about the ongoing maintenance that's required. Right. And let them know why it's beneficial. Give them a discount if they're mm-hmm. going to sign up for the recurring plan. And now you have recurring revenue. And that's how you grow a pest control company. Right. It's all about recurring revenue, building out routes. And there you go. It's an easy business. Yeah. But it's hard if you don't know what you're doing. Right. You know? So it took you four years to figure that out. Yeah, four years to figure it out because, you know... Back to what we we're talking about, about the burnout, you know, me wearing all the hats, trying to do all this, that, and the third, I was going through, like, analysis paralysis, where I have, like, a bunch of different things that need to be done, and I just don't know where to start. I felt stuck, you know? And my big thing was, you know, how to get consistent work. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, we'll, we'll be busy in the summertime. I'm like, holy crap, you know, we're doing, like, $60,000, $70,000 in a month. Right. In, in one month, like, June, July, holy crap. But then in the wintertime, we're, it's just slow. We're not even hitting like fifteen thousand. Like, what's what's going on? You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's just due to the fact that you're not selling recurring services. You know? Oh, you think that's it, oh that 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 it was a thing. so you just try yeah. So yeah. you found out that's like subscription models were yeah. Subscription models yeah. are the best. That's the only way to run a pest control company. Okay, you can't you can't just go out here and try and hit people with like high one time service prices. Because mm-hmm. ideally, as I said, you use a company, right? They only sell you on a one time service. Mm. Your problem comes back six months from now. You're probably not going to call that company because in your head you thought it would be resolved forever. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's their, the job of a pest control company to explain to people that, hey, look, we could do a one-time service. It will fix the problem temporarily, but we can't control Mother Nature mm-hmm. unless we're coming out recurringly to maintain the exterior. Right. And since we stand behind our work, there's any issues in between your regular service, we'll come back out for free. Right. And, you know, that's the way to run a pest control company. Sure, yeah. So, But, I mean, I'm more, like, because there's so many different, I mean, I'm glad that you're, like, getting into, like, the idea of, like, what helps a pest control company works. But, like, mm-hmm. businesses in general, too. Like, did you have to do all the financial shit and, like, all the balance sheet? Do you still do all that stuff? Yeah, I still do all that. And I'm not going to lie. I, I am 
the the worst would it be just due to the fact of how I spend with my personal credit card. <laughs> no, no, because like you know, I use my personal credit card because one, my Emacs Platinum card, I get like five. Um, 5x back on mm. certain purchases. You get what I'm saying? So it works out beneficial for me to spend buy certain business supplies with that card yeah. and then use my normal Capital One card for other things. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's just annoying as far as like doing your taxes and whatnot. I use QuickBooks, but then I also have a bookkeeper that I use off of Upwork. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I started doing that, Um, I'll say like three, four months ago, and oh, that, really? that's helped out a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, my big thing is, you know, chargebacks. You're going to get chargebacks for any business. People trying to dispute charges, complaining, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So that's a pain in the butt. I mean, it comes down to your service agreements, getting the signatures, documentation, all that. Yeah. I mean, it's an expensive lesson learning on your own, you yeah, know? Yeah, true. Because- well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like all of this shit that you've been through has, like, been, you know, like six years now. And it sounds like even though, you, like, I don't know if you're being completely honest with, like, how, like, it was only you through everything, figuring everything out. Which you, I, don't, I have no reason to believe that you're not being mm-hmm. honest. But I'm just saying, like, it's crazy that you have been successful. And is your business, I don't mean you don't have to, like, tell me right now, but is mm-hmm. your business profitable at this oh, point? Oh, yeah. We, with, with a service business, you're always going to be profitable. Right. Until you start. Fighting off more than you can chew, taking out a loan, trying to deal with, like, private equity companies, bridge loans, short-term loans. That's when you kind of F yourself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Me, I started out with the money I had in the bank. I had $15,000 in the bank. I said, look, that's enough for me to live a year without a job and try and make some damn money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. Like, and I, it worked out, apparently. Yeah, it worked out. So you didn't even take a loan out for this? You no. Know, damn. Hell I, yeah. I was a hustler. I would buy old Ford Escape taxis from New York, yeah. right? With five hundred thousand miles, <laughs> get them painted at Mako for four hundred bucks, right? Because yeah. these Ford Escapes were going for sale for like eleven hundred bucks. You know, it's a six seven thousand dollar car, yeah. but it just had a lot of miles. Those trucks would last me like a hundred, two hundred extra thousand miles. Uh, well, wow. yeah, we put miles on our trucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, on average, you know, a, a truck will run us around like twenty five thousand miles a year, twenty five to thirty thousand usually. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So, do you still do uh, like car flipping or anything like that? No, 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 no. no. I mean, I, I buy the, the trucks from auction. You know, um, I don't really flip. I don't got time for that. You know. Yeah. So your business takes up a lot more. Of yeah, your time, it, and, and that's where a lot of my time is taken with just running the business. Um, it is kind of at a point where it can run itself. I'm not super hands on Um, I'm in Damn. the field. <laughs> How does that feel? It's it's terrible <laughs> because this is where issues happen. Um, I mean, you know, when you you're always supposed to be hands on on your business. You get True. what I'm saying? You should you should know what's going on. You got to hold people accountable. X, Y, Z. Because when people feel like they're working a job where there's no accountability, mm-hmm. they do what the what the hell they want. Mm-hmm. You know. And that's how you run your business to the ground. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, my whole yeah, thing- that must have been, like, a big moment for you when you started, like, you know, you, you do have to have a certain amount of trust within your employees. Uh, just, like, even on, like, that first level of, like, you know, even, like, you were hands-on for, like, you know, the first three, four years, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and you still are at this point. Yeah, I was. But then, like, you know, kind of passing the torch a little bit and, like, actually entrusting people to go on jobs by themselves, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, like with pest control guys, they're always going by themselves. Like, oh, training really? ideally is, like, maybe three, four weeks where you're riding along with somebody, but after that, 
It's, it's not rocket science, you oh, know. Okay. Just don't don't spray chemical on someone's dog, yeah. or <laughs> don't leave mice poison out for their dog or kids to play with. You know, yeah. the rest is pretty self-explanatory. Oh, okay, so that yeah. wasn't like a huge deal for you. Yeah, it's not like a huge deal where there's like you know, it's pest control. You get what I'm saying? Just more or less spraying outside, mm-hmm. sealing up holes. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Okay, but you know, moving forward, like making sure that so like yeah, is that your next goal? Is trying to be like make it self-sufficient so you can start doing other things or yeah that is the goal um (laughs) yeah no that is the goal because right now i'm in the process of starting up a landscape and irrigation company with a buddy of mine that i met um through this nonprofit that we both volunteer at um he works for a landscaping company he had his own landscaping business Mm. and you know he kind of ran the numbers to me ran everything to me and i said okay I'm down. Yeah. As long as I can invest I mean, maybe 15 hours a week in it and a lot of money, I'm cool with doing it. You get what I'm saying? That's my next venture. I love my pest control business. I love EcoFusion, but, you know, it's just the stepping stone and the start. Right, know? yeah. Um, right. I, I learned a lot from running this business. Um, there's a lot to still be learned from running yeah. that business, but, you know. I mean, six years isn't nothing, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's crazy to think I'm six years already. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like yesterday when I started up, just waking up, like, well, what the hell am I doing? Right. <laughs> yeah, was there a moment? So, like, you know, you, I know you pro- you're still, like, are always going to be that entrepreneur, uh, like, have that entrepreneurial spirit, like, at heart. But there was there, like, a moment? Because you did say earlier that you you know, are definitely a little bit more spoiled than you were growing up. So was there, like, a moment when you felt, like, uh, like that kind of comfort of, of security a little bit more? I would never say I feel comfortable. Yeah. If, no. that, if that makes sense. No, you don't give off that vibe. I just get complacent. Okay. Does that make sense? It's like, my thing is this. Even when I go on vacation, mm-hmm. I'm never on vacation. Yeah. Because I'm always trying to do work. Right. I can't stop thinking about work. Yeah. I can't stop thinking. It's just, it's just how my brain works you know it's just terrible (laughs) (laughs) i I mean you probably enjoy some aspects of it right? oh yeah i mean i just enjoy the fact that i built something yeah you know i I was i'm this high school dropout this bomb this loser that people used to make fun of like Mm -hmm. you know people always told me i wasn't gonna achieve shit like honestly really yeah i swear to god like it's terrible like Mm -hmm. i was people (laughs) it teaches like yo he's a troubled kid yada 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 a bunch of stuff so it's just funny to say hey yeah you're wrong (laughs) yeah but there's a lot more that i want to do like i'm I'm, i love working with my hands uh that's one thing that makes my rock hard you know (laughs) i love working with my hands um i always wanted to open up an auto shop i always wanted to just you know have a big garage where i could fix cars do a bunch of different things fabricate things work with my hands that's always been one of the things that i always wanted to do i even tried to um get a membership at next fab you heard of next fab they're out in um north philly it's basically like you could go there for woodworking you could 3d print with the machines and everything it's cool yeah yeah, i just love that because when i was young and when i feel like i was kind of my true self i was a part of science olympiad um it was super cool you know we got to build robots we got to build things with connects we it it was just like free thinking you get what i'm saying i loved it 
Uh, I just I just felt like it was so open. I could you know create. Just build any. Yeah. Yeah. That shit's fire. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah. holy shit, my ADD brain can actually, <laughs> like, be like, holy shit, look what I can do. I think, blah, 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 yeah. bada bing, and boom, and that's really what I want to do. Yeah. And, you know, you need money to do all that, though. You yeah. can't be no broke boy mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's unfortunate, too, because I feel like with some, like, proper guidance, you know what I mean? You think, like, a place um, that has, like, one of the best education systems in the world or whatever would see, like, a kid like you who maybe isn't, like, the most, you know, isn't the most, like, attuned to literature and, mm-hmm. like, math and science and shit, but you like building shit with your hands, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, in my school, at least, there was, like, a, a different career school. So yeah. like a vocational when, school. Yeah, time, vocational right? school. Yeah. yeah, exactly. See, my whole thing is this. I, will not, I won't put all the blame on the teachers. Like, I don't even like putting the blame out there, as I said. Yeah, of course. I mean, you've got to be responsible. My, my, I, it, I would say it's due to my parents being first-generation African-Americans. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they're telling if, if they're telling you that your kid needs help, yada, 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 you're going to be like, no, no, not my son, yada, yada, yada. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So there's a bit of that pride that goes into it. Right. Not only will it, – it's just a lot of different things. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? So yeah. I want to put all the blame on them. You get what I'm saying? It's just, you know, sometimes your parents' love for you and your parents' own, like, biasness to you will limit you. You get what I'm saying? For sure. Because, you know, there was a podcast I was listening to the other day that talked about, like, just biasness towards children. You know, they did yeah. a study where um, har- a, a quote-unquote Harvard test came out for these kids in the kindergarten class and saying, hey, look, you know, this test will basically show which kid is the smartest and who will be most likely to be a savant you know mm-hmm. and this was a made-up test right yeah and they just randomly picked 10 kids out of the, the class to say okay they're the smartest you know what i'm saying they're freaking smartest shit you know they're special mm-hmm. and those 10 kids once they graduated they were like very 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 smart and it wasn't the fact that these kids are just magically smart as shit no it's the fact that they were treated a certain way you get what right. I'm saying? If yeah. you know, look at Timmy and you say, hey, Timmy, you're an idiot, you know, and you ask him, hey, Timmy, what's five plus five? And Timmy takes like 10 seconds to answer. You're going to be like, all right, I'm going to go to someone else. Yeah, but yeah, if you yeah. talk to Alexa and, hey, Alexa, oh, you're very smart. Um, what's five plus five? And Alexa takes 10 seconds to think. You're like, oh, my God. she Look how she's quadruple checking her answer. Look yeah. how she thinks. She's actually thinking beyond that. Wow. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Well, so, it's kind of interesting because it's almost the opposite of the point, though, because People didn't think you were special. Exactly. You still ended up like kind of subversing their expectations. You know, and that's because I like pissing people the fuck off. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. You're just a spite driven. I'm, I'm a very petty person, which is terrible. <laughs> but honestly, I think that actually added to my drive. To, yeah, true. To just tell people that they're wrong. Okay, so how do you? I I understand. How do you cope with that? Because it seems like. This is a conversation that we come back to, like, very... Because, like, you, like... Oh, I have, you have like Yeah, but you, like, have ambition is the thing. You have ambition, but you also, like, realize, like, you, I mean, just, like, you kind of said it passingly, probably as a joke, but, like, probably a lot of that is fueled by spite. Well, oh, like, yeah. And, and that's actually true. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, when I got out of my relationship, um, three-year relationship, I was 290 pounds, and... Out of spite, I lost all the weight. <laughs> <laughs> spite is a powerful. I was two hundred and fifty pounds. Got dreads in my hair. I made sure she yeah. saw how good I looked after. <laughs> it yeah. was crazy, dude. I it's mean, like that Atlanta episode where yeah. he's in uh, he's in therapy and he has like that whole like spite oh, thing with like the lady set up from the airport. Yeah, yo, that, that was like racist. that was literally me. That's dude. literally me. Yeah, that's and crazy. I'm not gonna lie, you know that is like a big driving factor for me to just prove people wrong a lot of the time. That's dude. what it is with skateboarding. Why I was 
got good at skateboarding because everybody was like, yo, your ass, you look at you, you, you don't even got, like, the right shoes on, yada, yada. I made sure I was the best in my school. Yeah. I was, so, but at what point does that become a problem? Hasn't yet, apparently. To be honest, yeah. I feel like it becomes a problem when you don't recognize it. Mm. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because you can do things out of spite in a healthy way. Yeah. Be like, you know what, F these people, I'm going to make it my mission to be a better version of myself right. each and every day. Yeah. Or you could do it out of spite, like, oh, now I'm going to f- that person yeah, up. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 I'm going to make sure I, you know what I'm so saying? So even, like, when you get your money up and yeah. then you come back and, like, you know, like, fuck them up. But, you know, ideally, I'm, I don't need to flex on people. Like, I'm a very humble person. You get what I'm saying? I, well. <laughs> You don't think so? <laughs> Bro, I just play. <laughs> oh, I mean, ideally, because I don't buy nothing for myself. You yeah, know yeah, it's like, all investments for... Uh, it's, it's just, I don't flex on people. I go out and, you know, I act like I'm broke. Uh, I don't know, I'm yeah. just chilling. Yeah, 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 You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> so. no, I feel it. Um, but yeah, man, I think, uh, like, like I said, I, I agree. I think like the self-awareness is probably like the biggest part of that, which again, like as much of like an ADD, like crazy person you seem to me sometimes, dude, like I do appreciate like that you are at least aware of it and like keep it in check. And like, you also are like very receptive to, um, like feedback in the same sense that you probably had to be for, you know, learning to grow a business or like, you know, learning to like actually how to do these side hustles and shit that you do. You know what I mean? Like, you, uh, you know, you're just open-minded to, like, you know, adjusting and, like, trying to figure shit out to better yourself and to better, you know, whatever business and better your friends' lives and shit like that, you know? Yeah, that's true. Because, you know, it's because it's I, I just, I always heard a saying, you know, people die at the age of 25 but don't get buried till they're 76, you know? And that's just due to the fact that a lot of people, they just get stuck in their own ways. Mm-hmm. They don't want to learn each and every day. Yeah. If you're not learning, you're basically dead. Yeah. How you gonna grow? <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? So I personally, I try and listen. I, I I do talk a lot, but I try and listen <laughs> more than I talk a lot of the times, especially when I'm around people that I know are successful. Mm. You know, I'm the quietest in the room. Yeah. Um. I I try and find a new top five of people each and every like couple of months. You know top five people you spend the most time with you know yeah, yeah because definitely. if you're spending your time with people who are unsuccessful you're going to be unsuccessful right if you hang out with people that are successful you're going to be successful but you also got to have balance you can't just hang out with people who are money driven all the time you right. know what i'm saying you got to balance it out and that's why you got to switch it up <laughs> well, yeah because i mean i think you're a whole you're a person that's passionate about what you're passionate about right. and you actually do things you get what i'm saying right. i know a lot of people that will just talk about doing things and don't get anything done yeah, uh, that drives me insane mm-hmm. because yeah. I can get like that and I hate myself again like that. Yeah, but you're the type of person that you say you're gonna do something, you want to shoot a short film, you did it. Mm. Yeah, come on, <laughs> motherfuckers, motherfuckers will keep on just talking just and talking. not not yeah. getting nothing done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's why people are like yo, it's crazy you start up a business, and I'm like, it's not really that crazy. It's just you know, you wanted just, to do it. You just wanted you. You and then just because you, <laughs> you know, think about it. Mm-hmm. If I told you you have to make a million dollars by next year, would you do it? Uh, I mean, if I had, I, what is the scenario? If I'm like, hey, you have to make a million dollars by next year. Probably be like, that's crazy. <laughs> okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I put a gun to your head mm-hmm. and put a gun to everybody you know head that you love and say, hey, you need to make a million dollars by the end of the year mm-hmm. or else I'm going to kill you and everybody you love. Damn. You're going to get that shit done. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Or at because least you're going to try. It, it, you're going to get it done. You're yeah. not going to try. You will get it done because you need to have something that motivates you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Even a lot of people want to be rich, but you got to ask yourself why. 
Yeah. Why do you want to be rich? Right. Yeah, because at some point, there's like that whole fisherman story where there's like a guy fishing out on a boat mm -hmm. and some businessman comes up. He's like, hey, you know, you could catch more fish if you had like more lines. And if you had more lines, then you could like get people to work on your team with you. And then you could start this whole business. Mm -hmm. and, and the fisherman's like, yeah, but why would I want to do that? And he's just like, yeah, so then you could like, you know, have all that money and make more businesses. And he's like, well, why would you want to do that? He's like, so you could retire. And he's like, well, if I were retired, I would just want to fish. <laughs> what I was doing in the first place. Exactly. Yeah, so and it's like, yeah, figuring out what you want to do, and no matter what, regardless of money. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to have to drive you to do it. You go yeah, yeah, so yeah. So if, yeah. if nothing is driving you, then why even, even entertain the idea that you want to do it? You know yeah. What is the ultimate driving factor? Because it's going to make you look cool? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to get me women? That's all I'm going to do it? Yeah, no. yeah. You're not going to do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You just but do it for the fun of it. Just well, like, for the money, for sure. But it's, also. Not even, it's not even for the money. Like, ideally. Uh, the spite. <laughs> you know, it's really hard to put into words, but it's the fact that I would never want to have and I I will never want to be back in the position I was at when I was younger, you know, mm -hmm. being filthy poor, washing my ass in the same sink I cook in. You get yeah. what I'm saying? I would never want to fucking use a space heater, putting your blanket over it to stay warm when you go into bed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would never want to be back in that situation, nor do I ever want anybody I know to be in that situation. Right. So for me to be financially set, not only to take care of myself, but to take care of others mm -hmm. is the reason I do it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's why I don't buy nothing for myself because ideally, I don't even know what I like. <laughs> you yeah. see what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I really don't. Like, you know, the nicest thing I bought was my Audi for myself. And I still got a freaking deal on it. I got it from Copar. I did a bunch of work to it. Yeah. And boom, you know, I got I got a $30,000 car for a quarter of the price. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. finesse. Right. I, I I get stuff done when I need to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think so I just can't go to like a car dealership and get a Lambo or a brand new car. I will, I will be like, what the heck? It yeah. just doesn't seem like a smart fiscal <laughs> thing to do. You see what I'm saying? Cars depreciate. Yeah. Oh, this is going to lose its value. And only if I get gap insurance, maybe it'll make sense because then I'll just burn it and then I'll get my money back. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So I, yeah. I just can't. It's, it's yeah, not why. But, but again, you do it because you don't want to be in that situation and yeah. you don't want people you love to be in that situation. Again. Yeah, and I think that's like probably a good like full circle place to like bring it back to. Uh, I um, yeah, man, it's a good reason and like as good as a reason as fucking I could ever have for anything. Yeah. So I appreciate you for that, like and just being like you said, somebody who does things. You know what I mean? Um, and I appreciate you for coming out here on the pod, dude. Thanks for for coming out. Do you want to shout out your business? I guess. Oh, nah, I want y'all leave me a bad review. Person <laughs> on this thing. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, I'll give you a little mic bump, and we'll wrap it up. Oh, right. How do we do that? We just we just go. Pause. <laughs> 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 <laughs>